everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach and your podcast host. Today, we are going to welcome an old friend back uh, to the podcast to join us today. Um, this time, he's going to talk about an emerging franchise with just an incredibly huge upside um, and also the backing of essentially just a behemoth in franchising. So excited to talk about all of that, but a quick uh, reminder as always of who we are. And Fran Coach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals like yourself interested in owning a franchise. We are partnered with over 600 of the top franchisors in the country spanning nearly 70 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise to own. And the goal of the Franchising 101 podcast is to help educate people on all aspects of franchise ownership. That education today is going to come largely with um, looking at a, a brand spanking new franchise, uh, the, the new shiny model off the, off the assembly line. Uh, with our old pal, Director of Franchise Development within Neighborly Brands, uh, now for Lawn Pride, Mr. John Doublebauer. John, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Tim. I certainly uh, appreciate being back, right, and sharing the good news of the latest Neighborly acquisition, for sure. So I think this is, I uh, believe this is your third time joining us. So two more, and you do actually get a, a Fran Coach smoking jacket that uh, you get for, for the... <laughs> Like Saturday Night Live, like the Five Timer Club. So you got you got a couple more. So do a good job. Maybe we'll see if we can uh, we can speed that along for you, brother. So um, well, cool. Tell us a little bit. Um, the let's jump in. I'm really excited to even personally learn more about this brand um, called Lawn Pride, um, which is which is part of Neighborly. So maybe let's 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 start at let's start at the top and work our way down. Give us a little scoop on the, uh, the, the, the franchising giant and, and absolute machine that is, is Neighborly Brands. What, for people that don't know, tell us a little bit about what Neighborly is all about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate the question, Tim. So uh, Neighborly is by far the world's largest home service company. Uh, we're very known uh, for several of our brands. We own Mr. Rooter Plumbing. We own a company called The Glass Doctor. We own Mr. Electric, Mr. Appliance, Mr. Handyman, Five Star Painting, Molly Made, Mosquito Joe. The list kind of goes on and on. Uh, and a lot of people are familiar with that individual brand, but what they don't realize is that it's all owned by a parent company called Neighborly. Um, between all the different brands, Tim, we have about 6,000 locations across the United States. Last year did about $4 billion in business uh, amongst all the different brands which is a, a pretty big number <laughs> for sure. Um, if you added all the brands up together, Tim, we actually have 32 now at this point globally, uh, 19 of which are in the United States. And so we're able to scale uh, all those different brand support models, right, under one centralized location. It allows us to do things like have 150 full-time people in our marketing department alone. It allows us to have the buying power of a $4 billion business and exploit Pretty significant discounts. Um, last year, we saved our franchise owners over $104 million just in discounts alone with vendors. So that's a bit about Neighborly, right? And then uh, obviously from an acquisition standpoint, Neighborly is pretty acquisitive, right? We buy brands all the time. Um, <clears throat> for example, one of the last brands that we bought, Tim, was a company called Precision Garage Door. Precision Garage Door was the largest overhead garage door in the space when we purchased them. They're already doing about $500 million. And so um, 
What's unique, though, about Lawn Pride is that this is one of the first brands, at least since 2010, uh, that we've acquired without a single franchise location. Now, that doesn't mean, though, that we don't have pretty significant experience in the turf care space. Lawn Pride itself has been around since 1983. They're a very big regional player in Indiana, uh, Indianapolis. And so we saw a big opportunity, right? If you go and you look out at the turf care space, think weed and fertilization, right? There's a couple of major players. Uh, there's the True Greens of the world, Lawn Doctor, Weed Man to a lesser degree. True Greens a $1.8 billion company. And so we thought as a $4 billion company, how can we go through and enter the service vertical where we feel like we can really compete uh, considering that we already have 12 million customers across the United States within Neighborly. And then one of the unique things about being a Neighborly brand is uh, if the franchise candidate was awarded a franchise with us, one of the very first things we would do is reach out to every single customer that we've ever done business with across all those different brands. And we would say something like, hey, we uh, have been cleaning the inside of your house with Molly Maid. Now we want to take care of the outside of your house with Lawn Pride. So there's a bunch of cross-marketing opportunities and everything associated with the big parent company. And I would assume, and I like, and I don't know, like, I don't want to gloss over what you, some of what you just said on and, and the, the amount of people in the marketing department in Neighborly is, is, is crazy, right? But that just think of starting whatever franchise within Neighborly. I don't care where you are in the United States. There's going to be another Neighborly brand there, right? Maybe, maybe there's some random market that has no Neighborly brands, but I find that pretty hard to believe, right? So, all of a sudden you're coming in and even if it's five other neighborly brands, every single customer that those brands have had is going to get just blanketed with marketed. Again, you've trusted us for this, trust us for that. But now I always think about in the community, there's five other owners that all are under the same, basically all the same family of brands. Those, those are going to be your new besties to get connected with. Um, obviously you're going to get referrals from them, but, as you get things ramped up, you're going to be able to do the same thing for them. And just having that immediate like in community connection is something that also should really be huge for people when they're getting started with, with any neighborly brand as well. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it's a, a strategy um, for people that are pretty familiar with franchising. Neighborly was known as a Dwyer group from 1981 till just about four or five years ago, right? We rebranded to neighborly about four or five years ago because the reality is no one had ever heard of the DeWire group. They had heard of the individual brand names. Uh, what we realized is that we're making a pretty big mistake, right? By not cross-marketing all the different brands, all the different customers. So uh, we were branded to Neighborly. Um, since then, we came out with what are called Neighborly Hubs. So it's essentially uh, corporate employees on the Neighborly side, right? They're called hub managers. They actively go out into all these different communities and they connect the owners with each other. Right. They do things like cross marketing in a local level uh, or it could be something as simple as just going to like a home show and splitting the cost of a booth. You know, just having the ability to have those neighboring owners with you all driving in the same direction uh, is, is pretty unique uh, to neighborly and, and definitely a huge advantage for our franchise owners. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I always get like kind of amazed by is, is the, the buying power and let's be honest, every franchise that should be part of it. They're going to, you're, you know, if you own Subway, you should be getting the napkins a little bit less than if you just walk in off the street and, and, and get, get the napkins. Right. But the, the, where that also helps is that, that bottom line. Right. So I, I, I remember you saying this a couple of years ago, 
probably been that long since we first had you on like talking about grounds guys was neighborly getting vehicles from the manufacturer for less than what it like what a dealership does right and so which is kind of amazing to think but you're massively bigger than any car dealership running around so and buying more cars in that standpoint but that you're getting it for less as an owner like that's that's affecting positively affecting your bottom line so you can still have those the, that kind of quality price point and people that are trying to be less expensive than you they still can't cover they still can't make more money off of it right so there's just so many advantages to what that overall bottom line is of that franchise and that buying power well yeah and, I'll, and let me speak to that and add just one more level to it tim it goes beyond just right the the trucks uh we don't pay full price for anything we don't pay full price for a gallon of gasoline uh you go you set up a 401k as a business owner that typically costs thousands of thousands of dollars right we've done this over six thousand times at this point so we're able to drive down the cost of that same thing for health insurance with uh, the owner as well as their employees. Um, and one of the things that I love about Neighborly is that what most franchisors do is they'll turn that buying power into a profit center for them. So yeah, maybe maybe Subway, they go and they get the cheaper napkins, but at the end of the day, they're gonna go back to the napkin manufacturer, they're gonna demand a rebate for the amount, right, that they've been buying. What most franchisors will do is they're just going to capture those rebates and they're going to hold them back and turn it into a profit center. Neighborly is the only franchisor that I'm aware of that will turn around and hand those rebates directly back to our franchise owners, right? Literally write a check back to the franchise owners. That goes directly to the bottom line. Um, the largest check that I personally saw last year, Tim, to give you some perspective, was for $126,000. And that's for buying the stuff that you're going to buy anyways at better than dealer pricing, right? Um done studies on it. You know, if you utilize what we call ProTradeNet, that's our vendor platform. If you utilize ProTradeNet correctly, it actually helps offset your franchise fee and ongoing royalties. So people, when they think about franchising, they think about the systems and the tools and the marketing and all those different things. And it's like, well, what do I get for the value of the royalties and the value of the franchise investment itself? The reality is we can go through and offset a lot of that just simply by buying the stuff that you're going to buy anyways to go and start a mom and pop business. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's just incredible. So tell us a little, you, you and I can get into, talk about just neighborly all day long too, but I, I'm, I'm genuinely excited to learn a little bit more about Lawn Pride. And so tell us a little bit, maybe kind of start at the beginning of this of like, what the heck are the services that Lawn Pride provides and kind of who's that customer base? Yeah, yeah. So it's a great question. Um, like I alluded to before, Lawn Pride itself has been around since 1983. Okay. They're primarily a weed and fertilization treatment company. Um, think, you know, what can we do to make the grass look green and lush? Right. But that's not the only service vertical that they offer, Tim. They also do things like grub control, aeration, mole and vole removal, even tree and shrub care. Uh, there's different service verticals that you can get into. The bread and butter, though, is, hey, let's make the grass look green and weed free. And so the way that we do that is through a seven application treatment schedule, okay? Um, very consistent recurring revenue model where we know, hey, we're gonna go out to that customer's house, you know, at least every, you know, some odd weeks, right? Depending on what market you're in and, and the climate and things of that nature. So that's very generally uh, how the model works is weed and fertilization. But I think the more important question is, okay, well, how do you get the customers in the first place? 
being one of, well, the, the only emerging brand within Neighborly, we're doing a lot of that back office support for our franchise owners. Uh, for instance, we're actually doing all the marketing on behalf of our franchise owners, both on a national level and on a local level. We're, we're the ones that are physically sending out the postcards, right? All those different things. That's going to get the phone ringing off the hook, Tim. And the question is, well, where's the phone going to ring, right? Because you guys, you know, you clearly have the ability to market. How am I going to answer all those phone calls? Well, we're not going to mess with the success that they had in Indianapolis, right? So we're actually routing all those phone calls to a call center in Indianapolis where they've been selling these services over the phone for the past 40 years. We have a software system here called Real Green, which is pretty powerful. So let's say a customer calls in, they talk to a sales agent up there in Indianapolis. Uh, the sales agents can say, hey, uh, what's your address, right? They type their address in a Real Green. It's immediately going to pull up the square footage of that property so that that sales agent can sell that application on your behalf. Uh, about the minimum package that they'll sell is that seven application treatment schedule before they go and they do any upsells like the aeration and things that I was referring to before. So if you think about it, right, here at Neighborly, we're doing the marketing on behalf of our franchise owners. We're also doing the sales on the behalf of our franchise owners. When we make that sale, we're going to go through and capture the credit card information from the customer. We're going to push it to the technicians, right? It's going to be route optimized in real time, by the way. So, you know, if there's a traffic jam or whatever, it ties into Google Maps and it will route the technician in an optimized way so that there's less windshield time, more productivity time, right? Uh, the technician goes and does that application. He literally presses one button in the software. The customer gets a visit report, uh, tells them what they need to do in order to take care of their property. You know, here's when you should water, et cetera. Um, but then also, and importantly, goes ahead and charges the credit card that's on file so that our franchise owners don't, don't end up with accounts receivable. Hey, everyone. I wanted to take a quick break from our podcast to tell you about our amazing friends at Entrepreneur. If you're looking to become a franchisee or simply learn more about business ownership, and guys, let's be honest, you're listening to the Franchising 101 podcast, so we know you have some interest in this. But I really encourage you to go to entrepreneur.com to check out all of their great content and resources. Seriously, Entrepreneur has everything, all the way from a bookstore to the best podcast webinars and videos, plus information on upcoming events and the latest articles that seriously, they cover all aspects of franchising and business ownership. If you're having trouble deciding which franchise is right for you, start with Entrepreneur's renowned Franchise 500 ranking, which highlights the best franchises of 2022. For 45 years and counting now, Entrepreneur has been and continues to be the most widely recognized and respected authority in the franchise market. Digital and print subscriptions are available so you never miss out on anything. So seriously, what are you waiting for? Go to entrepreneur.com right now and learn more. So if we're going to recap that, um, I'm let's say I'm a new franchise owner for Lawn Pride. And Neighborly is going to do all the marketing to make, make the phone ring off the hook. Um, you're also going to have the call center that is going to answer the call, make the sale, book the job, get the credit card information, route the technician in the best of best possible way to get there. Um, and then that's going to also through the automation and the systems basically take the payment. 
right? So the question comes, John, as a franchise owner, what the hell am I doing? Um, <laughs> if you like, you've really got all of that in place, you're doing the market, you're doing the sales, you're on the tack, you're taking the payment. Um, like somewhere in there, can the system bring me a Diet Coke also, or do I need to actually get my own soda to start the day? So, so we're, um, we're working on the, the vending machine uh, Diet Coke model. <laughs> uh, we're trying to get there. But, you know, here's the thing, Tim. I don't want to make it sound like it's some lawn pride ATM that we're going to stick in the backyard. But the reality is it's a pretty simple business model, right? We start with one technician, one van. That technician can go do an astronomical amount of applications before you need to go add a second technician. Uh, and it's very scalable, right? With very little overhead, very little moving pieces. Because of that, it's pretty simple. Now, I, I, listen, we're going to go and do the marketing and sales on behalf of our franchise owners, but that doesn't mean that the franchise owner shouldn't go out there and be the face of the organization, right? If it's me, right, I'm going to go through, have the customer call into the call center, sell that service, on behalf of the franchise owner, I'm going to go out with the technician the first time. I'm going to introduce myself to Miss Mary. I'm going to shake her hand. I may go to the neighbor's houses because it's super simple to create a quote, right? Literally, all I do is type in the address. It tells me how much to charge them. So I may go to the neighbor's houses and say, hey, we're doing Miss Mary's property over here. How do you feel about us doing yours? It's you know $81 per application. That's going to create things like route density, Tim, which just means that my technician can do even more on a daily basis and drive profitability. So I'm not saying that there's things that the franchise owner can't do and they shouldn't do. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really about building that team. And at the very beginning, it's a team of one, right? Making sure that that guy actually shows up to work, uh, instilling a culture and then scaling from there. And a, a staff, that, that technician, this isn't something like where we've got to have all these difference, you know, like a, a plumber, an electrician that had to go, go, go to school with all this high, highly skilled. Those, those are pretty easy things that um, an owner can teach that technician. I mean, I'm guessing the owner could do it, but we don't really want owners doing that. But it's a simple skill to be able to bring people in, give them an opportunity to, to have, have a job, go like be out, be out, be outside, right? Um, right? Not have to not have to ask, you know, would you like fries with that type type of thing, but it's a simple, easy thing to be able to do, um, which I think does tend to certainly grow that pool of potential employees. But I know also you're going to you're going to flip around and tell me all the different ways Neighborly is going to help me find those employees, right? Those technicians that are going out to do that and how to train them and how to support them and all of that as well. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in fact, this is new, right? Since uh, my time at the grounds, guys, and, and we should probably discuss how I even got to Lawn Pride in the first place. But uh, but in regard to recruiting, um, Neighborly actually developed a system called Paradox. Uh, now, we've been testing this with a couple of the Neighborly brands over the last couple of years. We just launched it with all of our other brands at the beginning of this year. And the way it works, Tim, is let's say you want to hire that tech one guy, right? The guy that's going to go out and spread the fertilizer. And it's a Friday afternoon. So you want to hire a tech one guy for Monday morning. You can go pull a job posting that's pre-written on behalf of the franchise owner for that position uh, and put it in one of our tools called Paradox. What Paradox will do is push to every major recruiting website out there on your behalf. Okay, think Monster, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, CareerBuilder, but also places, Tim, like Facebook and Craigslist and the local job board ads, right? We're 
of all job postings are hosted, but you're only managing one listing. Well, invariably, you go put your job posting out on 9 million different websites, you're going to get 9 million applications back, right? But the problem is you're a busy guy. You're busy running the business, right? Or going on vacation or whatever it is that you're doing. You don't have time to figure out who's lying on their application, who isn't, who's just trying to collect unemployment, who's not. The good news is, Tim, we're not doing this for practice anymore. Between the 6,000 different locations, we already have tens of thousands of technicians that work for the neighborly brands. So what we've done is we built predictive profiles of what top quality technicians actually look like. And then we run your applicants through a series of questions. So by the time they get back to you, they're somewhat color-coded, right? Red, yellow, or green. Red, that's a guy you probably don't want to hire. Okay? Yellow, good, coachable person, doesn't have any turf care experience. Or green, that's your competitor's best employee, and if you don't harm today, somebody else will. Well, what we know is that the most employable people, Tim, are employable for a reason, right? So it's kind of like in sales. It's speed to lead. If I don't get on the phone with that top-quality talent, right at the very beginning, they're going to move on. They're going to get a job somewhere else. But again, we know that our franchise owners are busy people. So how can we help with that? We actually built an artificial intelligence platform on the front end of Paradox, where it will take those applicants through that screening process. Let's say they're green, right? It will schedule an interview and integrate with your calendar as a franchise owner. It'll integrate with their calendar. Go ahead and schedule an interview on your behalf. Right. Then once you have the interview scheduled, it will remind not only you to show up to the interview it will remind them to show up to the interview. It will do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week in whatever language the applicant speaks in. Right. That's one, by the way, of 16 different ways that we go about recruiting. And just that one avenue, we got over 45,000 applicants last month. So to your point, right, we're, we're able to get uh, top quality talent that comes in um, pretty heavily. And then also to your point. I can teach anyone how to go through and do weed and fertilization treatments in 15 minutes, right? It's not overly technical. Um, certainly there's some science into, you know, what, what chemicals we put down and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, the home office there in Indianapolis is pushing that out to the franchise owners so that the technician knows, hey, this is what I need to do on the property. Yeah, no, it's just it, it's cra it's crazy how again the 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 amount of the amount of support and the things that have gone gone into this, right? Um, <clears throat> but you, you you talked about something else that you know that technician and maybe the owner shows up on the site. The the thing I don't think people realize is the power of a good looking wrapped vehicle, right? And it is it is parked there or the the lawn sign that you're putting in afterwards, right? geez, why does, you know, John's lawn look so good and mine look so bad? Well, there's a sign, lawn pride, right? What's what's in Tim's yard? Nothing, right? Um, and, and or that vehicle, they're going to see it and go, man, I, like, I, I, I've, got, I've got to make that phone call. It is just that rolling mobile billboard. Um, and you, you're, I don't, I don't, and this is home service in general, right? But I know that's going to be a huge thing also for people to see is like, there, it is a very definite, noticeable difference between the houses that have this kind of service and the ones that look like my backyard, right? And so it just, it's that kind of keeping up with the Joneses is, is going to be, I mean, that's, that's got to be a huge factor for, for lawn pride and just spreading out through a whole neighborhood. Well, yeah, and I'll, and I'll expound upon that even further, right? You were talking about the vans themselves as being these big mobile billboards, and they are. We have bright orange vans. You cannot miss this thing, uh, but it's super clean. 
Um, just beautiful vans, frankly. They're Mercedes Sprinter vans uh, is what ultimately we deploy for Lawn Pride. But one of the things that's unique, when I was talking about this whole Neighborly Hub initiative, okay, we co-brand both Neighborly as well as Lawn Pride on that van, right? So you can imagine you're in small town USA. You have five different franchise owners across the Neighborly brands. You may only have, you know, one van right at the very beginning, right? But between you and all the other franchise owners, you got 50 vans out in the market. Your company looks huge comparatively because of the neighborly uh, cross promotion, which is just going to help you scale faster and get you more name recognition, which is going to lead to route density and drive profitability. So, um, I mean, just in the van itself, right? Like everything is pretty much thought through um, in regard to us as a franchise or that's how we became the largest in the space and why we feel pretty confident that lawn pride as a turf care business is going to be amongst the largest in the United States in a relatively short period of time. I, I mentioned, you know, the last time that we did this, right, launch a brand from scratch was a company called the grounds guys. That was back in 2010. They didn't have a single franchise location in the United States. Within a four-year period of time, we became the largest residential lawn maintenance company in the United States, okay? We're gonna do the same thing here. And I think probably the natural question that some of your listeners may be uh, trying to figure out is what is the difference between Lawn Pride and The Grounds Guys? Um, the Grounds Guys is a full-service landscaping company. So they do things like cutting the grass and hardscapes and irrigation systems and gutters and artificial turf and all these different things, whereas Lawn Pride is a niche service. It, to be honest with you, Tim, when we went and acquired Lawn Pride, we were thinking that it was going to be a bolt-on service for the grounds guys. What we did was we looked at the grounds guys' revenue and realized only 3% of our overall revenue, even though we're the largest in the United States, was coming from weed and fertilization. And so we thought, well, how? why is that the case, right? Like, let's go and figure out why. We bought Lawn Pride, and then we realized it's a completely different business model absolutely completely different. There's a different customer base. There's a different marketing uh, initiative, all these different things. And we realize, hey, this is a standalone brand, but this standalone brand can be supported by all by all the sister brands within Neighborly, but then specifically the grounds guys. I want to talk about a built-in partnership. I can't imagine a better one, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, right? And and I would guess um, Mosquito Joe's probably too, right, to, to a point, right? um with that but the so the, i want to i want to kind of flip this for a second right because like even i'm listening to all this and going yet yeah john when can i become a franchise owner right and so um except my wife and i are not allowed to get more franchises for the rest of the year that's our in, internal deal so um so january let's talk but um you're hearing all this stuff and all the amazing things with with neighborly the potential for, for, for Lawn Pride, how big that business can become, like, okay, well, what, what's the catch, right? So it is brand new um, as far as a franchise. It's been around for 40 years, and it really made me a little sad there, Jonathan, when you said 40 years and you're like 1983, and I'm like, that was my freshman year in high school. That can't possibly be 40 years ago, um, but apparently it is. So... Um, Talk about what's like, what's the downside of something that is really this emerging as a particular brand for somebody, for somebody looking at this? Well, I'll tell you, um, 
I think where people are going to get sticker shock on this, frankly, is whenever they go and they look at our item seven, we have very reasonable starting investments, right? It's 148,000 to 167,000 uh, starting investment. That is inclusive of your marketing, your franchise fee, the van, you know, working capital, everything that you can imagine, right? No one gets really scared by that number until you realize how much percentage wise goes into marketing itself, right? It's $80,000 in your first year gets spent on marketing. So a lot of times people are like, man, that's a lot of money we're spending on marketing. Well, think about it. We're also doing all the marketing on your behalf. We're doing all the sales on your behalf too, right? And so um, I think that's part of it. The second thing that I would say, just being an emerging brand, is I can go and have you talk to 9 million uh, neighborly franchise owners, and they're going to talk about how great and wonderful neighborly is. But at the end of the day, I only have five franchise owners that are lawn pride owners that you could speak with and say, really drill down on the individual brand, right? And we know that. And so part of our discovery process would actually be coming to visit Indianapolis to see that location running in real time, meet the people that are actually answering the phones on the other side of the phone, play with the real green software, do all these different things. Um, because I understand, right? That's a challenge. At the end of the day, I can tell you all these great and wonderful things about Lawn Pride, but you're gonna wanna validate that and I think part of the validation of this brand is literally just going to be coming and seeing a location actually running live. And so that's part of our process. for sure. It, it really, and the, 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 the marketing, I think everybody probably has a little sticker shock on marketing at the beginning. And, and I like that the fact that you're, you're budgeting that for the entire first year, not just the first month or two, right. Which is mm -hmm. not always a very, I don't want to say ethical, but I'm going to say ethical way. Some franchises do it to make the the investment look lower. You're you're spreading that out over the, the course of the, of the entire first year. Um, so there's but there's always a little sticker shock on that. But if you're not spending money on marketing, guess what? You don't have customers. Um, but that the the newness of any brand, you're just not going to have historical data of you know a grounds guys that have you know. 250 owners and you've got a bunch of them have been around for eight, 10 years and just data, data all over the place as far as the, the financial and the revenue. You're going to have a little less of that, right? Um, that sometimes that's hard for people to grasp, but I think that's where the, the, the power of neighborly is, is, is really there to help. And then, but the, the flip side of that is if somebody comes in and says, Hey, John, I really want to be a franchise owner for lawn pride. Do you have any availability? in my market, pretty much short of them saying Indianapolis, right? And maybe some of the surrounding parts of Indiana, pretty much it's gonna be available, right? So you've got the opportunity to come in, really get the territory that you want, um, maybe even have a chance to expand a little bit. And you can't do that in, in it just, you're not gonna be able to do that in most other neighborly brands. Yes, there's availability, but like, you've got basically earth open right now for <laughs> for for long pride. Well, that's where there's a huge opportunity, frankly. The the early adopters in this brand are the ones that are going to all of our owners are going to win. Don't get me wrong, but those are the ones that are really going to win because they can go and cherry pick whatever markets they want to cherry pick across the United States. I give an example. I, I was speaking with a guy about long pride earlier today in Nashville. Okay, you know how many neighborly brands are available in Nashville out of the 19 that we have? one and it's lawn pride right the other 18 are already sold out and so it's one of those and by the way that's the story across a lot of the different neighborly brands and a lot of the different markets 
everyone wants to be with a neighborly brand because of all the different support and structure and just the buying power right? and everything that we're talking about. But at the end of the day, sometimes they can't just because the market isn't available. Here's a huge opportunity to go through and um, get in the market that you truly want to be in with a pretty scalable model that doesn't have a lot of moving pieces. And you can uh, rely on the fact that there's already neighborly brands in your market almost guarantee. I don't know if we have a single county in the United States. I, I probably overstating, but we have some neighborly owners somewhere, everywhere across the entire country and Canada. So it's just, I don't know. It's a big opportunity. Yeah. And I'm, I'm my, uh, where I live in Arizona is the middle of nowhere. So I might have a county for you, but it's probably also one you don't really <laughs> want to be in. So, um, cause if you, if you were, I would have already been using them for something. I guarantee you that. Um, but no, but do you think of that, that cross marketing for somebody going into Nashville and 18 other brands are already there? Like how many customers are going to get hit with lawn pride information before you're ever actually open for business, right? So um, one other quick thing um, I want to ask you just to, to clarif clarify, because I, I think there's a tendency with most neighborly brands really prefer an owner being full-time in, in the business. Um, and I know there's some of them that really are kind of not semi-absentee friendly. Um, talk about that from, from a lawn pride standpoint. Uh, we know we can always be full-time. Um, is this something an owner could be semi-absentee with? It is. Um, and to your point, that's pretty unique uh, for neighborly brands or for home service in general. Right. But because we're doing a lot of this back office and marketing and sales and everything on behalf of our franchise owners, it lends itself very well, frankly, to be a semi-absentee ownership model. But I always emphasize semi and not absentee. Right? You need to have a finger on the pulse of the business on a day-to-day -day basis. You need to understand what's going on on a day-to-day -day basis. Does that mean that you need to be managing the day-to-day? -day? No. Uh, at the end of the day, frankly, it's not that hard to go and manage one guy. And if that one technician is also somewhat of a business development guy, right? he can go and do the application and then go to Miss Mary's neighbor and say, oh, by the way, you know, we just did an application over here. We'd love to do yours. That person is not that hard to find, right? If you have that guy, you can keep your full-time job and be very, very successful doing this and scaling um, in a pretty significant way, which to your point is very unique uh, for yeah. all the neighborly brands. Yeah, so John, I want to—I I always appreciate your time. I always enjoy talking to you, but I also want to be cognizant of your time. So I'm going to fire one last really open-ended question at you. Um, is there anything else in particular you would want us to know about Lawn Pride that we haven't talked about? I think part of it just comes down from our cultural perspective. I, Neighborly is known by living uh, by what we call the code of values. And if I had to break that down into a simple, simple acronym, we call it living rich, right? Rich is in uh, respect integrity, customer focus, and having fun in the process. At the end of the day, if we're not going through and utilizing those four key tenants in any business, frankly, it's not going to work. And so for us, we're looking to award franchises to people that will be great partners. I think it's pretty clear that we don't have to sell another franchise here at Neighborly to keep the lights on. We're going to be okay. We're looking for partners that will go through and have you know the business acumen right to, in order to be able to scale a significant business that doesn't mean that you have to have 
a certain background. We, we have franchise owners within Neighborly that are professional football players, an eight-time Grammy winner. Uh, we have guys that started in the back of their truck, what we lovingly call chuck in a truck type operators, and they were doing it on their own with no business acumen and everything in between, your corporate refugees, uh, police officers, military, but they don't have a similar professional background, but what they always have is a history of success, Tim. What we know is that if you if you surround successful people with proven systems and marketing and coaching and tools and the support and the buying power of a $4 billion business, they're not going to become less successful, right? They're going to become more successful. And so what I would encourage your listeners to do is, hey, listen, if I, if I had success in the past uh, doing whatever it is that I'm doing, because if that's the case, right, very likely you could have way more success in the future if you have all these different tools at your disposal. So that that's probably what I would do. Yeah, and and as you know, the number one thing I think for anybody looking at this is is the control, right? You've been successful working for somebody else. You've been successful making somebody else a lot of money and them really dictating all aspects of your life. Like, do you want do you want that? If so, great. But if you're sick of it, then I don't know. I got somebody you should probably reach out to. It's called Fran Coach. Have you heard of them? They're amazing. Um, but um, and then you know, one pride neighborly sure too, right? But um, no, it's super cool, John. And, and always, always enjoy chatting with you. And and like, like l literally, I feel like I want to just you know text my wife right now. I'm like, can we can honey, can we have a lawn pride um, for this? But. Um, I know the answer, so I'm gonna wait till January. But um, but thank you as always, my friend, for for coming on, and and I'm super excited to to learn about Lawn Pride and also really watch it just explode like everything else within Neighborly. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for the opportunity. And Tim, I, I'll say one last thing. I have your wife's phone number, uh, so I will call her <laughs> and see if we can't do it in uh, November, or December uh, instead of January. So we'll see. <laughs> How do I feel about John having my wife's phone number? So, hmm, just for anybody listening, <laughs> she's in franchising longer than me. So it's all it's all fun, all fun. So um, cool, man. Thank you so much again for everybody listening. We always appreciate you joining. Reach out to us, francoach.net, franchising101podcast.net. Um, let us help you create your better tomorrow. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great day.